0: Welcome to AtGo AI. This is a short form podcast involving multiple series from For Humanity, just 10 minutes to gain insights on topics of pressing importance, specifically in the space of ethics and accountability regarding emerging technology. You will hear from game changers in this field who have spearheaded accountability, transparency, governance, and oversight in developing and deploying emerging technology, including artificial intelligence. My name is Megan Jacko, and I work in a risk assessment, cybersecurity engineering with Cyber Future Foundation, and I'm focused on helping others thinking about ethics in terms of technology and shifting security left. I'm one of the contributors to the For Humanity community and a host of this podcast. For Humanity is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to addressing the ethics, bias, privacy, trust, and cybersecurity in artificial intelligence and autonomous systems. For Humanity works to make AI safe for all people, and makes itself available to support government agencies and instrumentalities to manage risk associated with AI and autonomous systems. If you want to know more about For Humanity, visit forhumanity.center. This is a series on the draft EU AI regulations. The draft regulations mandate classification of high-risk AI and also require specific approaches to ensure that such AI systems do not harm people. This regulation has proposed a penalty of 6% of global revenues or 30 million euros for violations. We are going to gain perspectives from four Humanity Fellows regarding their current thoughts on this regulation. Today we have Dr. Shay Brown. He is a researcher, lecturer, speaker, and consultant in AI ethics, machine learning, and astrophysics. He earned his PhD in astrophysics from the University of Minnesota. He is the founder and CEO of Babel AI. He is a current For Humanity Fellow focusing on algorithmic auditing and AI governance. Welcome, Dr. Brown. Could you share what are you working on currently and how does this connect to the draft EU
1: regulations? So I'm currently working or focusing on algorithmic impact assessments um, and bias audits. Those are the two main focuses uh, of Babel AI. And um, algorithmic impact assessments, I think, are the, the foundation for a lot of the work uh, that is going to lead into what the regulations would call a conformity assessment. Uh, and so currently we are really focusing on making sure that these impact assessments are capturing a lot of the risks that may go missed uh, if if they aren't standardized in, in a particular way. And then the bias audits are, while they haven't been a strong focus of the regulations, it is uh, something that I think will eventually become a really important part of uh, the conformity assessment.
0: Could you share, why do the draft EU AI regulations matter from your personal perspective?
1: Well, I'm based in the United States. And from a personal perspective, I think that the regulations are going to force the US government to move a little quicker on AI regulation. I think currently they're lagging uh, behind Europe. And There's a lot of really good work going on in the United States around AI governance, um, but that work hasn't yet really infiltrated uh, at the federal level and hasn't really spurned a lot of action at the federal level. And so I'm hoping uh, from my personal perspective that these regulations are going to force the U.S. to really uh, move quicker and try to uh, actually match the European uh, initiative.
0: And then to expand on that, how do you actually see the AI ethics regulatory environment evolving? So you mentioned that it will push the United States. Are there other ways that you see the regulations evolving?
1: Yeah, I think I think what's really going to happen is that the regulations of this type, and in particular, there are a lot of aspects of the EU regulations which are fairly uh, vague, and they hint at a lot of different requirements that don't have sort of aren't solidly defined yet and i think that what's going to happen is that this is going to force uh best practices in the field so uh, even outside of the regulations it's going to force uh people to really figure out what are the best ways to document um data sets for for example or what are the best ways to uh justify the testing that's been done to validate the models and what's going to happen is there will be a feedback loop i think where these best practices will become adopted or become standardized in the regulations and and then and so there's this push and pull and i think that's going to move the entire field forward and this is going to happen in the united states as well i think at a more piecemeal level but it's going to happen across the world spurned by these regulations
0: and within those regulations and how you see them evolving what do you think are things that require even additional maturity regarding those
1: EU regulations? So I mentioned bias previously, and I think that bias is one thing that it shows up a lot in the material that surrounds the regulations. They reference it. But in the regulations themselves, uh, bias and disparate impact are, are something is something that doesn't really show up in a robust way. Um, and so I think that's one weakness that needs to be Developed further, and I think it it will get developed as it as it moves through um, past the European Commission and, and and becomes law. Another weakness I see, or something that needs to be more mature, is transparency requirements. There are a lot of transparency requirements uh, in terms of what gets presented to regulators, but I feel like at the consumer level and at the personal level where people's data is getting used and AI is getting used to make decisions about people, uh, there's not enough demand for transparency to the, directly to the person. And so this is beyond explainability. This, this is simply letting people know that algorithms are at work and, and they're making decisions about your credit score or your, how worthy you are to get a house, that sort of thing. And so that's one sort of glaring uh, weakness that I think can be strengthened as the regulations move forward.
0: What is one thing that you would bet on today about from the EU regulations that you think will bring in significant change in the world?
1: I think that I have to go back to the best practices uh, as the biggest significant change because I think currently the whole industry and across industries, AI is being developed and documented and risks are being mitigated in ways which are not uniform. There, We really haven't come narrowed down best practices that that could apply across industries and within industries and i think that one of the first impacts that this regulation will have is that there's going to now going to be a rush for the industry to develop these best practices because people are need to know when they start working on a project within a company how how do i need to document this so that it can conform with the regulations and i think forcing companies to think about those issues and forcing developers to have that sort of ethical lens, which is not always there. That's going to be an immediate impact. Even before the regulations come into effect, that's going to have a media impact because right now in companies that are going to be under these regulations, they are having those conversations and and that's at the forefront of their mind. And that's going to have a media impact.
0: Great. And then what is um, one Part that you think would really impact other countries. So you've mentioned the U.S. a little bit. Are there other ways that you think it will impact other countries, or even additional ways that you think it will impact the United States?
1: Well, I, th- I think similar to the GDPR, it's going to have global impact, and and it won't just be the United States. It's going to be other countries. China is is potentially going to be impacted. Uh, Chinese companies working in the European Union are might have difficulty conforming to some of these regulations. And so it's going to force, there's going to be some friction there that will have to be resolved. Uh, Similarly, the United States uh, is underregulated compared to the European Union. And if they do nothing, meaning the US does nothing now and the European Union passes these regulations, then there's going to be even more of a mismatch between those two systems. And that could cause problems for U.S. companies trying to work in the European Union. And so I think that we're going to see a response both by the U.S. government and by uh, corporations both in China and the U.S. And other, and other countries to allow for less friction when they're working in the European Union. So it, it's, it's going to be a global impact.
0: Any final thoughts that you'd like to share on the draft EU AI regulations at this moment?
1: I think that they're a really big step forward and, and they're not perfect. And I think that there's been a lot of uh, criticism about what's missing. I mean, even myself today talking about them. Uh, but I think that they are a really ambitious and a significant step forward that's going to force everyone to think about how the use of AI is going to impact people. And any time that that happens, I think it's, it's really an important step forward. So I'm just excited to, to see what happens. I think that the regulatory landscape uh, is going to rapidly shift uh, starting now. And it's going to be exciting to see what happens.
0: Well, thank you. So thank you very much for joining me today. And if anyone listening wants to learn more and help with this project, you can go to forhumanity.center. That is F-O-R-H-U-M-A-N-I-T-Y dot C-E-N-T-E-R. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you for having me.